Section thirty of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, eighteen twenty one to eighteen ninety. Section thirty when it was the eight hundred and fifty-ninth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the kazis said to zayn al-mawasif o admirable of attributes and singular among beauties be not thy heart other than hearty for our doing thy desire and thy winning to thy will so she called down blessings on them and farewelled them and went her ways the while her husband abode with his friends at the marriage banquet and knew not of her doings then she proceeded to beseech the notaries and scribes and notables and the chiefs of police to succour her against that unbelieving miscreant and deliver her from the torment she suffered from him then she wept with sore weeping and improvised these couplets rain showers of torrent tears o eyne and sea and they will quench the fires that flame in me after my robes of gold embroidered silk I wake to wear the frieze of monkery, and all my raiment reeks of sulphur fumes, when erst my shift shed musky fragrancy. And hadst thou, O Masrur, my case descried, ne'er hadst thou borne my shame and ignominy. And eke hubbub in iron chains is laid by miscreant who unknows God's unity. The creed of Jewry I renounce, and home the Muslim's faith accepting faithfully eastwards i prostrate self in fairest guise holding the only true belief that be masrur forget not love between us twain and keep our vows and troth with goodly gree i've changed my faith for sake of thee and i for stress of love will cleave to secrecy so haste to us and us in heart thou bear as noble spirit nor as laggard fair after this she wrote a letter to masrur describing to him all that the jew had done with her from first to last and enclosed the verses aforesaid then she folded the scroll and gave it to her maid hubbub saying keep this in thy pocket till we send it to masrur upon these doings lo and behold in came the jew and seeing them joyous said to them how cometh that i find you merry say me hath a letter reached you from your bosom friend masrur replied zayn al-mawasif we have no helper against thee save allah extolled and exalted be he he will deliver us from thy tyranny and except thou restore us to our birthplace and homestead we will complain of thee to-morrow to the governor of this town and to the kazi quoth he who struck off the shackles from your legs but needs must i let make for each of you fetters ten pounds in weight and go round about the city with you replied hubbub all that thou purposest against us thou shalt fall into thyself so it please allah the most high by token that thou hast exiled us from our homes and to-morrow we shall stand we and thou before the governor of the city they nighted on this wise and next morning the jew rose up in haste and went out to order new shackles whereupon zayn al-mawasif arose and repaired with her women to the court-house where she found the four kazis and saluted them they all returned her salutation and the kazi of kazis said to those about him 
verily this damsel is lovely as the venus star and all who see her love her and bow before her beauty and loveliness then he dispatched four sergeants who were sharifs saying bring ye the criminal after abjectest fashion so when the jew returned with the shackles and found none in the house he was confounded but as he abode in perplexity suddenly up came the officers and laying hold of him beat him with a sore beating and dragged him face downwards before the kazi when the judge saw him he cried out in his face and said to him woe to thee o foe of god is it come to such a pass with thee that thou doest the deed thou hast done and bringest these women far from their country and stealest their monies and wouldst make them jews how durst thou seek to make miscreants of moslems answered the jew o oh, my lord this woman is my wife now when the kazis heard this they all cried out saying throw this hound on the ground and come down on his face with your sandals and beat him with sore blows for his offence is unpardonable so they pulled off his silken gear and clad him in his wife's raiment of hair-cloth after which they threw him down and plucked out his beard and belaboured him about the face with sandals then they sat him on an ass face to crupper arcy versy and making him take its tail in his hand paraded him round about the city ringing the bell before him in every street after which they brought him back to the judges in sorriest plight and the four kazis with one voice condemned him to have his feet and hands cut off and lastly to be crucified when the accursed heard this sentence his sense forsook him and he was confounded and said o oh, my lords the kazis what would ye of me they replied say thou this damsel is not my wife and the monies are her monies and i have transgressed against her and brought her far from her country so he confessed to this and the kazis recorded his confession in legal form and taking the money from him gave it to zayn al-mawasif together with the document then she went away and all who saw her were confounded at her beauty and loveliness whilst each of the kazis looked for her committing herself to him but when she came to her lodging she made ready all matters she needed and waited till night then she took what was light of load and weighty of worth and setting out with her maids under cover of the murk three days with their knights fared on without stopping thus it was with her but as regards the kazis they ordered the jew to prison and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and sixtieth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the kazis ordered the jew to prison and on the morrow they looked for zayn al-mawasif coming to them they and their assessors but she presented herself not to any of them then said the chief kazi i wish to-day to make an excursion without the town on business there so he mounted his she-mule and taking his page with him went winding about the streets of the town searching its length and width for zayn al-mawasif but never finding her on this errand he came upon the other three kazis going about on the same each deeming himself the only one to whom she had given tryst he asked them whither they were riding and why they were going about the streets when they told him their business whereby he saw that their plight was as his plight and their quest as his quest so they all four rode throughout the city seeking her but could hit on no trace of her and returned to their houses sick for love and lay down on the bed of languor 
presently the chief kazi bethought himself of the blacksmith so he sent for him and said to him o blacksmith knowest thou aught of the damsel who thou didst direct to me by allah and thou discover her not to me i will whack thee with whips now when the smith heard this he recited these couplets she whom i all of love by love of her hath won owns every beauty and for others leaves she none she gazes a gazelle she breathes fresh ambergris she waves a lake she sways a bough she shines a sun then said the blacksmith by allah o my lord since she fared forth from thy worshipful presence i have not set eyes on her no not once indeed she took possession of my heart and wits and all my talk and thoughts are of her i went to her lodging but found her not nor found i any who could give me news of her and it is as if she had dived into the depths of the sea or had ascended to the sky now when the kazi heard this he groaned a groan that his soul was like to depart therefore and he said by allah well it were we had never seen her then the smith went away whilst the kazi fell down on his bed and became sick of languor for her sake and on likewise fared it with the other three kazis and assessors the mediciners paid them frequent calls but found in them no ailment requiring a leech so the city notables went in to the chief kazi and saluting him questioned him of his case whereupon he sighed and showed them what was in his heart reciting these couplets stint ye this blame enough i suffer from love's malady nor chide the kazi frail who fain must deal to folk decree who doth accuse my love let him for me find some excuse nor blame for lovers blameless are in lover slavery i was a kazi whom my fate deigned aid with choicest aid by writ and reed and raised me to wealth and high degree till i was shot by sharpest shaft that knows nor leech nor cure by damsel's glance who came to spill my blood and murther me to me came she a mussulmah and of her wrong she plained with lips that opened on orient pearls ranged fair and orderly i looked beneath her veil and saw a winding moon at full rising below the wings of night engloomed with blackest blee a brightest favour and a mouth bedight with wondrous smiles beauty had brought the loveliest garb and robed her cap or pie by allah ne'er beheld my eyes a face so furly fair amid mankind whoever are arab or ajami my fair what promise didst thou make what time to me thou saidest whenas i promised i perform o kazi faithfully such is my stead and such my case calamitous and dire and ask me not ye men of spunk what dreadful teen i dree when he ended his verse he wept with sore weeping and sobbed one sob and his spirit departed his body which seen they washed him and shrouded him and prayed over him and buried him graving on his tomb these couplets perfect were lovers qualities in him was brought a morn slain by his love and his beloved to this untimely grave kazi was he amid the folk and i twas his delight to foster all the folk and keep a sheath the justice glaive love caused his doom and ne'er we saw among mankind before the lord and master louting low before his thralled slave then they committed him to the mercy of allah and went away to the second kazi in company with the physician 
but found in him nor injury nor ailment needing a leech accordingly they questioned him of his case and what preoccupied him so he told them what ailed him whereupon they blamed him and chid him for his predicament and he answered them with these couplets blighted by her yet am i not to blame struck by the dart at me her fair hand threw unto me came a woman called hubbub chiding the world from year to year anew and brought a damsel showing face that shamed full moon that sails through night-tides blackest hue she showed her beauties and she plained her plain which tears in torrents from her eyelids drew i to her words gave ear and gazed on her when as with smiling lips she made me rue then with my heart she fared where'er she fared and left me pledged to sorrow's soul subdue such is my tale so pity ye my case and this my page with kazi's gear endue then he sobbed one sob and his soul fled his flesh whereupon they got ready his funeral and buried him commending him to the mercy of allah after which they repaired to the third kazi and the fourth and there befell them the like of what befell their brethren furthermore they found the assessors also sick for love of her and indeed all who saw her died of love or and they died not lived on tortured with the love of passion and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and sixty-first night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the city folk found all the kazis and the assessors sick for love of her and all who saw her died lovesick or and they died not lived on tortured with the love of passion for stress of pining to no purpose allah have mercy on them one and all meanwhile zayn al mawasif and her women drave on with all diligence till they were far distant from the city and it so fortuned that they came to a convent by the way wherein dwelt a prior called danis and forty monks when the prior saw her beauty he went out to her and invited her to alight saying rest with us ten days and after wend your ways so she and her damsels alighted and entered the convent and when danis saw her beauty and loveliness she debauched his belief and he was seduced by her wherefore he fell to sending the monks one after other with love messages but each who saw her fell in love with her and sought her favours for himself whilst she excused and denied herself to them but danis seized not his importunities till he had dispatched all the forty each one of whom fell lovesick at first sight and plied her with blandishments never even naming danis while she refused and rebuffed them with harsh replies at last when danis's patience was at an end and his passion was sore on him he said in himself verily the soothsayer saith not scratcheth my skin but my own nail and not like my own feet for mine errand may avail so up he rose and made ready rich meats and it was the ninth day of her sojourn in the convent where she had purposed only to rest then he carried them into her and set them before her saying bismillah favour us by tasting the best of the food at our command so she put forth her hand saying for the name of allah the compassionating the compassionate and ate she and her handmaidens when she had made an end of eating he said to her o my lady i wish to recite to thee some verses quoth she say on and he recited these couplets 
thou hast won my heart by cheek and eye of thee i'll praise for love in prose and poesy wilt fly a lover love-sick love-distraught who strives in dreams some cure of love to see leave me not fallen passion fooled since i for pine have left uncared the monastery o fairest tis thy right to shed my blood so rule my case and hear the cry of me when zayn al-mawasif heard his verses she answered him with these two couplets o who suest union ne'er hope such delight nor solicit my favours o hapless wight cease to hanker for what thou canst never have next door are the greedy to sore despite hearing this he returned to his place pondering in himself and knowing not how he should do in her affair and pass the night in the sorriest plight but as soon as the darkness was darkest zayn al-mawasif arose and said to her handmaids come let us away for we cannot avail against forty men monks each of whom requireth me for himself quoth they right willingly so they mounted their beasts and issued forth the convent gate shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section thirty recorded by sylvia m b in washington state